This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about pepperoni. Oh, yes. Yes. This is episode number 460. Yeah. And I kind of can't believe it's, I mean, I know I always say this, but I can't believe it's taken us this long to get around to pepperoni. But on the other hand, we've talked about pepperoni a bunch of times before because we did like a pizza topping episode and we did a pan pizza episode. I know we talked about pepperoni then. So it's not like we've been pretending that pepperoni wasn't out there. No, no. Or in here, meaning my stomach. We haven't been giving it its due. And it's time to give pepperoni its due, finally. Yes. It sounds like we're going to give it a haircut or something. It's time It's time to give pepperoni a haircut. <laughs> All Possibly right. the worst euphemism I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, buddy, it's time to, time to give that pepperoni a haircut. Let's go down memory lane. Okay. Pepperoni was always my favorite pizza topping as a kid. I know this is this is hard to believe that a kid would be into pepperoni, but I think it's probably still my favorite pizza topping. So I know we've talked about pizzas of our youth, but are we talking like Domino's, Papa John's kind of thing? Yes, but also, I mean, I definitely had those, but also like my parents were into some local pizzerias. There was, trying to remember what. Okay, so the one right near my house was called Pizza Express, and it was one of these little, uh, like, I don't think it was a chain. I think it was just like a cheap neighborhood pizza place. And I remember I would get the French bread pizza for lunch. Like, it was one of the first places I could, like, walk to myself and get lunch because it was three blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. You could get two toppings on the French bread pizza for $2, and we'd usually get pepperoni and onion or pepperoni and green pepper. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I, I love that you were eating French bread pizza from a pizzeria and not I know. just Isn't from Stouffer's. And we also, we would get round table. We would get big tomato pizza sometimes. Mm. Uh, flying pie came in later, I think. Okay. The organ grinder. You know, growing up in Oklahoma, I mostly remember Domino's and Little Caesar's. And of the three basic pizzas that would show up at a slumber party, just knock on the door. SPPs, slumber party pizzas. Um, You know, there was always like (laughs) the plain cheese pizza. There was the, didn't we call it a hamburger pizza? We didn't call it sausage. 
Um, well, th- and, there were both. Both existed. I think we, we used to get the hamburger sure. at slumber parties. And then there was the pepperoni. And I was a little bit afraid of pepperoni as a young child because... You thought it might be spicy? I, th- I think I thought it might be spicy or like too much flavor. Eek! <laughs> but as soon as I moved on from a plain cheese pizza, pepperoni was definitely my choice. It was also always my choice when I became old enough to start hanging out at the mall with my friends. Yes. And we would go to Sparrow. Oh, of um, course. Which my former mother-in-law always pronounces Sparrow. Sparrow. (laughs) Sparrows. Sparrows. There we go. We would go to Sparrow and uh, get one of those giant slices covered in grease, and I would always get the pepperoni. I gotta say, like, I love all pizza, and yet, like, when I think about Sparrow, I feel a little grossed out. My stomach is rumbling thinking about Sparrow right now. If we were not in a pandemic, I would so be at the nearest mall right after this was over. I have a couple of non-pizza-related pepperoni memory lanes. Okay. So at one point when I was a kid, I was like... uh, puttering around in the kitchen you know I was a, I was a very puttering sort of child mm-hmm. uh, and I discovered I can't remember wh- which one I tried first because I know I used to do both that you can saute and or microwave pepperoni and it turns into like a crispy snack oh do you think this was shortly after the uh, the the microwave invention that the, the it, microwave was invented it, it may have been shortly after the microwave was invented in the 50s no but i mean like shortly after the microwave arrived in your own house yes yeah, so we've talked about we did a microwave episode right that that our family microwave when i was growing up was a, like an above the stove style that i think yes. my dad and our handy friend mark installed and um i think i remember i remember what it looked like before it was installed and i think my parents got it at a yard sale for like 20 dollars Okay. And it and it lasted years. I have never had an above the stove microwave. Yeah, my family microwave growing up was this behemoth that sat on the counter. And I remember it had like a legit like handle on it. <laughs> like, a legit handle. I mean, I guess a lot of them do, but usually it's just the kind of handle where you sort of hook your fingers. Oh behind yeah, yeah. Something That's definitely pull. what we have now. No, no. This had like a straight up handle, like you're opening. I know what you're talking about, like an Oldsmobile. Yes. Yes. <laughs> This is, yeah, yeah, this is not your father's Oldsmobile. This is a microwave. <laughs> okay. Weird ad campaign, but, but very yeah, effective. So I've never tried this microwaving or sauteing pepperoni. Recommended. It gets, okay, it gets crispy, uh, like kind of like almost like chip crispy or like, like bacon crispy. Like bacon chip crispy. Yeah. Yum. Um, Yum. I'm surprised this isn't sold like in bags at a convenience store or gas station. But we are going to get to a commercial crispy pepperoni preparation. Great. Okay. Another non-pizza related pepperoni memory. We used to go to uh, this place called the West Hills Brew Pub near where I grew up. And uh, it was a it was a McMenamin's chain brew pub. Mm-hmm. I would get the pep and cheese sandwich, which was a sandwich with pepperoni and like melted cheese. And I want to say it had sauerkraut on it, maybe. <laughs> Oh, that sounds I'm, fantastic. I'm not sure about that, but like I seem to remember that for some reason. Okay. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds fantastic. Have you recreated this at home? No, because I literally just remembered it last night after not thinking about it for at least 20 years. Was it mozzarella cheese? Possibly cheese? 30 years. Why Why do I have a 30-year like span that I can even discuss in my life? It's not acceptable. No, it's not. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, you know, basically in, in what's going to feel like days from now, I'm going to be talking about things that happened 50 years ago, and I'm not going to be happy about that either. <laughs> well, for a while, 50 years ago is going to be like when you were an infant. So so mm-hmm. you're going to get to ease into yeah, it. Yeah, but not by... a long while. That's true. Fine. Okay. okay. But anyway, do you think it was mozzarella? What was the cheese? I think it was... I think it could have been mozzarella or maybe like provolone. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Wouldn't like okay. provolone, sauerkraut, and pepperoni be a great sandwich? Matthew, when I come over to pick up my, my paycheck next month, uh-huh. would you make me a mozzarella, pepperoni, and sauerkraut sandwich and deliver it to me through the car window? Is a listener keeping a list of things we, <laughs> we've been like asking each other to provide at this at this legendary meeting that's going to occur our, on October our, 1st? Our month- Monthly handoff. I feel like, like yeah, there's going to be like a sandwich, and you were going to make a tart to tan, and oh, uh, right. like you know, I you asked for your paycheck in gold ingots. It's going to be like one microscopic shaving of, a, <laughs> of an ingot. Say, but... I was going to say I'm going to need to bring over a, like a jeweler's loop or something in order to even find it in the palm of your hand. <laughs> the other day, teenager of the show Iris asked, like, like held out their hand and said, like, like if you had like a nugget of gold this big, how much do you think that would be worth? We were like thousands of dollars and iris was very impressed by this wow isn't it great to 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 be a new person on earth yeah right (laughs) okay i mean not not i'm not saying that we have (laughs) i I, i'm sort of making it sound like like you know we went into our our uh you know uncle scrooge money bin and pulled out (laughs) No, a, I, uh, I a, don't a, think a hunk of gold. I don't think anyone thought you did that. Matthew. Okay, I think um, we were. Everyone knew we were talking in hypotheticals. Can we, if we can back up a second, I said a hunk of gold when, of course, I meant a nugget. Oh, I'm so glad you cleared that up. Okay, uh, do you have any other pepperoni memory lane before we move on? I don't think so. I think my pepperoni memory lane is is pretty much exclusively pizza related. That makes sense. Yeah. Tell me about this. Where does pepperoni come from? Pepperoni is an American salami, and it is derived from spicy Southern Italian salamis like a soppressata, but uh, it's uh, it's got a more fine-grained texture, a redder color, and... Uh, is kind of kind of junkier in a in a delightful way. It is. It always seems less like it actually came from an animal than other salami. Yeah, types. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. And it is not a word that would be understood in Italy, um, where you can definitely get salami on pizza, but uh, pepperoni means uh, sweet or bell peppers in Italian. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Um, and the word was coined by Italian-American immigrants and dates to 1894. Weirdly enough, specific, Weirdly specific that I don't really necessarily buy that, but uh, this is from an article from Thrillist that we'll link to in the show description. But it didn't become really popular on pizza until the 60s, uh, which is when pizza became a mass market takeout food. I wonder what people were doing with it until the 60s. I think probably it was it was like among the, you know, deli salamis that you could find in an Italian deli and then later a supermarket deli. I don't know, like when it would have appeared in a non-Italian supermarket deli. It's interesting that we always think of pepperoni now as a salami that gets cooked and not one that we eat the way that we eat cold cuts. Although you certainly can, and I know you do, Matthew, and I have as well. 
When I worked at Delancey, I would just sometimes for a snack, grab a little handful of the, the already sliced pepperoni for of pizza course. and eat that stuff. So good. But it's interesting to think that pepperoni ever became something that we think of as, as, as solely being an ingredient or being cooked. Yeah, when that's a good maybe point. Maybe there was a time when it was just one of the deli meats. Except maybe? in the form of pepperoni sticks. That's true. Right? Okay. And pepperoni sticks are, are ubiquitous. And of course, we think of that as just something you grab and go. Yeah. But also, like, I put this on the agenda for a little later, but I think I think of pepperoni sticks as being something kind of different from pepperoni slices, even though it's made of the same stuff. I think that most people would probably agree okay. with you there that, because they serve such a different purpose and yeah. are eaten in a way different context. But also, I think the fact that, that pepperoni sticks are like not a slice in, in topology makes it kind of chew very differently. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It puts it more in the direction of a beef jerky kind of chew. Yeah, it, it goes more in a jerky direction. Okay, great. Let's 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 move in the. This in, has been in, our in the... jerky lanes segment. Jerky lanes. Jerky lane, like memory lane, but jerky lane. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Jer- jerky lanes is where I used to bowl as a child. Uh, yes, and <laughs> where everybody do they want you to bowl in kind of like spastic ways, like very jerky movements, like not yes. a nice like smooth underhand situation no no no, none of that that'll get you kicked out of jerky lanes you, you have to do yeah like like some sort of like the the dance that elaine did on seinfeld where, yes. where she was like sticking her thumbs out and, and kicking and stuff like yes. you need to do that while bowling and At you need to lanes. have a handful of beef jerky in, in whichever hand you're not bowling i with. can't wait to go bowling again I know, me too, right? Oh, God. Even at a regular non-imaginary bowling alley. Yes, not even at Jerky Lanes, just right. at like West Seattle Bowl or something. I love yeah, West and not, Seattle Yeah, and not bowl. like late night bowling with like disco, the no. disco ball and, and stuff. No, I mean just regular old bowling. Right. Preferably where you share a big tray of nachos. You know what I realized when I think about a bowling alley, and I don't know if this if this impression is actually true, but I think of a bowling alley as being a place where they do have music playing over the PA, but kind of quietly so you can have a comfortable conversation. That That is exactly how bowling is th- alleys Isn't that right? Are. Yes, that's okay. exactly how they are. Bowling it's, alleys are great. Bowling alleys are, are perfectly calibrated to the human condition. Yeah, exactly. Not too loud, not too quiet. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to find plenty. a ball that's the right, that feels like the right weight for me, but the finger holes aren't too small. I always get this issue where uh, there's something about the way that my thumbnail at the edge intersects with my skin. And uh-huh. after a while of bowling, like it really makes my thumb sore right where the skin meets the edge of my thumbnail. Yeah, life is hard. They probably make a, a like a special <laughs> ointment just, just for like bowler's thumb. <laughs> Bowler's thumb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go go to your favorite ointment and unguent shop and, and uh, ask them about Bowler's Thumb. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to Aesop. Jerky go Lanes. Go to Aesop. Jerky Lanes. Okay. <laughs> That's where we're getting back to? Yes. Okay. So um, Pizza Hut opened in 1958, and they sold a pepperoni pizza for $1.35. Oh, the good was, old days. That was probably the only good thing about 1958. True. Yeah. Pepperoni, like it was a natural fit for mass market pizza because it's cheap, it's durable, like it's easy to ship. It, uh, you know, it's, it keeps forever in the fridge and it's tasty. It's also shelf stable, is it not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like um, most salamis. 
Right. Yeah. No, but once I think like once you once you like open the pack. Yes. Of of slices. Yes. Or start okay. slicing the log. I don't think they they like slice a pepperoni log at most pizzerias, right? No, I think okay. they buy they buy pre sliced. Right. Yeah, the deep red color from pe- of pepperoni comes from uh, a combination of uh, like heavy use of curing salts, paprika, and natural coloring, usually oleo resin paprika, which is a thing I learned a little more about while researching this. You want to know about oleo resin paprika? It? No, we do not need to. I would love to know more, though. Yeah, tell me about the oleo resin part of it. In paprika and in all red peppers, there are three red pigments, one of which is, is uh, so there's capsaicin, and then there are two capsaicin-related molecules that are bright red. And oleoresin paprika is a is a non-spicy extract of paprika that's used as a natural color and is one of these things, like I think we've talked about caramel color on the show before. You can buy it online from like like a uh, industrial food supply house. I have not done this, but I understand it's, it's one of these food dyes that is so concentrated that if you put like a tiny drop of it in a gallon of water, it will turn noticeably red sorry i was you're... chewing my apple <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i can tell you're very impressed with the, with the power of oleo resin i am oleo resin does it have something to do with uh is it is it fat is it fat soluble is it what what the oleo um, part of it that's a good question i think that sounds right to me because because yeah because it's like a uh like a largely it's like a big largely non-polar molecule so it would be fat soluble I think. Okay, cool. Glad we got to the bottom of that. But then I just said you could color water with it, which doesn't seem to fit that. Uh, So more research. If you're, if you're, I know we have food scientists who listen to this show. We want to know more about oleoresin paprika. Our listeners are crying out for this knowledge. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Matthew, I see here on the agenda that pepperoni is the most popular pizza topping in the U.S. This was an actual, like, U.S. government, like, USDA survey. I don't know why. This I'm is- serious. So people were asked, like, what are your top three pizza toppings? And pepperoni was placed in the top three by 53% of Americans. And the uh, the rounding out the top three are sausage and mushrooms. That's thrilling. I don't know. I, I feel like compared to a lot of other things the federal government does, like – Spending spending time like surveying people on pizza toppings seems pretty benign, and a great use of our money. Again, though, like you know, that's true <laughs> compared to what they what they regularly are doing right. with our money. Okay, fine, you win this round. Thanks. Yeah, I went down a little rabbit hole of looking at different versions of the pizza emoji and did not find one that didn't have pepperoni on it. Some of them have pepperoni and another topping, but but often it's just pepperoni. I didn't realize there was more than one pizza emoji. Well, there's depend only- on like depend upon what app you have or whatever. Yes, exactly. So like there's there's one that that appears on iPhone and one on Android and Windows and and like Facebook has their own and like there's there's a lot of different versions of any given emoji. It's not that there are multiple pizza emojis. Emojis. It's just different instantiations of this of the same pizza emoji. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. This is my last bite of apple. Okay. Okay. We're good. I'm ready. I'm done. All right. In West Virginia, miners and others eat pepperoni rolls, which is a packaged sandwich similar to a stromboli with pepperoni and cheese baked inside a bun. Is this something you could buy at a convenience store? Absolutely, but only in certain parts of the country. It seems like a very regional product. I've never seen this myself, but I found lots of pictures of them online, and they look really tasty. I wonder if we could get them shipped 
to us. Like I, I think so because I think they're they're shelf stable. Oh, I I would love this. Yeah. Maybe we should include some in our Glycine Max boxes. That's an interesting idea season. because I, I probably would be tricky to order just one. Uh-huh. But if we got like like a case of 12 of them, we could send them out to Glycine Max super members and eat some ourselves. That's, can we, can we make a note thought. of this, Producer Abby? Oh, okay. Our, uh, suddenly, we're having a huge drop in number of Glycine Max subscribers. No, no, well, no, no, no. I- like you, you don't think our listeners like upon hearing about a new new kind of of uh, shelf stable pepperoni sandwich? They want it. They, they want, want it. it. What was I thinking? You know you want it. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got you can borrow appliances like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling you can borrow it no charge uh-huh so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post meeting drink you can bring your pet. Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Were you able to find other regional, like North American pepperoni places? You're very good at setting me up for these things. Thank you. <laughs> um, in Nova Scotia, Canada, I learned that deep fried pepperoni served on its own, usually with a honey mustard dipping sauce, is common pub food. We are going to Nova That's, Scotia. I was reading from Wikipedia, by the way. I would like to go to Nova Scotia. I would like. Oh, oh, man. Spilled milk corporate retreat. Nova Scotia. Perfect. Okay. Oh my God. When we have our next corporate retreat in, I don't know, 2023? Right. We were talking about Detroit, but I think maybe we should do Nova Scotia first. I am all for Nova Scotia. I yes, love this idea. Yes. Yes. Producer Abby, please make note of this and start packing your suitcase. We can go to the Halifax Explosion Memorial. We can. I bet there's some Anne of Green Gables stuff around there. Um, We can maybe like see some sites related to um, some of my favorite Nova Scotia uh, indie rock bands. I bet there's some. Of which there are two. I I can't wait to see like, you know, various historical monuments, maybe? Or. I'm trying to think about other things, but it's going to be beautiful. 
It's going to be lovely. Okay. I cannot <sighs> so wait. And we're going to eat deep fried pepperoni. And we're going to eat deep fried pepperoni. That's, that's obviously the main reason we're going, but there's probably other stuff. We're going to need to find other foods for producer Abby, but I bet she'll come with us anyway. I think so. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about pepperoni at home. Do you buy pepperoni? And if so, do you have a brand that you like? Do you buy it in a stick or pre-sliced? I have never bought pepperoni. <gasps> Full stop. Oh, I, I love how we can have one of these moments on almost every episode. <laughs> what hasn't Molly done? Everything. <laughs> haven't been to Nova Scotia, apparently. I haven't been to Nova I Scotia. I've never bought pepperoni. Uh, what was the episode yesterday? Um, it was Quince. Oh, but that was a whole bunch of Matthew nevers. I feel like we're like rewriting the song, Don't Know Much About History. Don't know much about pepperoni. Ne- Don't know much <laughs> beep boopy doo. Never bought macaroni uh i've bought macaroni i know come on now don't know what goes into making spumoni but i do know i'm coming homey (laughs) wait is there is there a comma there between coming and homey (laughs) no there there was no comma only when i'm talking to my spouse jeez god <laughs> this, yeah, that's what I say to my spouse. Yo, I'm coming, homie. Ash and I got a real case of the giggles this past weekend, talking about what would happen if you had an orgasm and like just screamed like bloody murder. Like just, I was just like yesterday, just, like just open mouth scream. Wait, aren't you aren't you wondering what I was what I was gonna finish that sentence with? I was just yesterday reading the the slate sex column and there was essentially a question about this like the person writing it said like like my boyfriend has orgasms so intense that like it's it's scaring me but like then but then it became clear that that like the the person writing it hadn't really hadn't actually like really talked to their boyfriend about this so like that seems like a good first step Uh but anyway yeah yeah wouldn't it be fun if you were like I'm coming That's a that's a uh, novel definition of fun. <laughs> I can't wait to try. Okay, it out. yeah, I can't wait to. Okay, anyway. are you gonna are you gonna like remember this like at the right moment? You might, yeah. you might need to like leave yourself a note on the bedside table. <laughs> And Ash, then, and then Ash your spouse reminded, will find this note. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> Ash reminded me of it actually, like okay, a good. couple hours after we had had the giggles about it. Okay, yeah. So I think Ash will help me remember. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, uh, I do buy pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go on. Um, I have two favorite pepperonis, one old favorite and one recent, I think it was a product that was recently introduced and I'm loving it. But I also think like I was talking about this last night with, uh, with wife of the show, Lori, and, uh, she said, uh, which I thought really nailed it, that, uh, she thinks pepperoni ranges in quality from good to very good. Okay. Other than like, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of like, like the little chunky pepperonis on like cheap frozen pizza. But other than that, I can't think of like a bad pepperoni I've had. Do you have a preference for... So I remember when we were tasting different uh, different pepperonis, different salamis and things before opening Delancey. Right. I remember that. I remember Brandon really thinking about whether it was important to him that the pepperoni curl up into a little cup. In right. The oven. 
I do like that very much. I like it too, and I, I think of that as a, a as a thing in many New York pizzas that I've enjoyed. I think of the the slices being smaller in diameter, maybe a little thicker than what we used. I think at you're exactly right. And anyway, in the in the oven, they sort of curl up into a little cup. Yep. Well, then let me talk about my uh, my two favorite home pepperonis, uh, starting with Hormel Cup and Crisp. Okay. Which is something I saw in the pepperoni aisle, and I was like, okay, this was invented for me, because it is a pre-sliced blister pack pepperoni that is designed to do exactly that. I think they are a little a little smaller and a little thicker, and they might have like a like an artificial casing also, might mm. be related, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. And one thing I like about this product is that it has instructions on it, and the instructions are put on your pizza, bake the pizza, and they'll curl up. I love the uniqueness right. of those instructions. They work really well. It's a very tasty pepperoni. And one thing I like about it is that like one out of every 10 will curl downwards instead of upwards and, <laughs> and make this little like like you know, dome, like Truman Show, like like what's going on under there, kind of pepperoni dome. Mm-hmm. So that's really cute. Definitely recommend this. So you mentioned here that the boar's head one that you often buy. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even gotten to that one yet. Go ahead and talk about it. I don't really remember like when I started getting this a few years ago. I think I probably uh, read about it like in a serious eats tasting that uh, they, they said, you know, if you're not if you're not slicing your own pepperoni for pizza, give it a try. So I found the Boar's Head traditional pepperoni with natural casing. They sell it at like the regular QFC near me. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a salami stick, but it's pepperoni. What? And Wait, hold on. What part of the grocery store do you find pepperoni in? It's in, okay, well, this Boar's Head like has kind of its own section in the store. So like the Boar's Head pepperoni, I find like in one of the islands right across from the deli case. Ah, where they have like goat cheese or yep. hummus or exactly. that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. near the hummus. Um, the regular pepperoni is like near the bacon usually. Ah, this makes sense. Yeah. Got it. Like okay. hanging hanging from a hook above the bacon. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> right there there in the pepperoni section was a hook. And so how do you how do you slice it? Just with a knife? And Just how, with a knife. How have you decided what thickness you want to slice it to? I like pretty thin. Like if you do it a little thicker, it'll curl better, but I like just biting through a thin pepperoni. That's just what I kind of what I grew up with pizza wise. Are we talking like uh, so? You know when you buy pre-sliced Genoa salami, like um, in, yeah, in, like in the the like the deli meat prepackaged deli meat case. Yeah, you know that thickness. It's not like yeah. super thin. Yes, but like, exactly like that. Okay. Okay. And I like this pepperoni because it's a very tasty pepperoni. I do think it is better tasting than the Hormel pepperoni, which is very tasty to start with. But also when you're slicing your own pepperoni, it's kind of hard to slice perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so every time you have an imperfect slice where like, you know, it trails off to nothing on one side or it's a little too thick. I just eat that slice. So there's this recipe that I know we've talked about before. I think we have even made it for an episode like hundreds of episodes ago. Probably. It's, it's this chicken meatball recipe from, is it from the Splendid Table cookbook? It's from the Italian Country Table by Lynn Rosetto Casper. Okay. So that recipe, it's a chicken meatball. It has spinach in it, but it also calls for like a couple ounces of pepperoni, right? Yeah. Just for, for flavor. It's great. It's such and a great recipe. What? form does the pepperoni go in? in? Oh, it, well, you you whiz it up in the food processor. 
uh, like the chicken, the spinach, the pepperoni, and like onions, maybe. Okay. Um, and so I just like throw pepperoni slices into the food processor. Okay. So if I'm going to make that recipe and I get the boar's head traditional pepperoni mm-hmm. and I slice it myself, I'll just slice it as though I were going to put it on pizza. Yeah. But also like you can slice it pretty haphazardly for this recipe, I think. Cool. Okay. Well, maybe we could link to that recipe in the show notes. I think too. so. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I don't think of many places where um, where we, we cook with pepperoni that's not just, like, pepperoni lying on top of a pizza or in yeah. a sandwich. Or, or inside a calzone, which I know you've never had, but is like a pizza that's folded over and the pizza stuff is inside. I've heard of them, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but for nine years I co-owned a pizzeria. I do, but uh, but did you ever sample? The, I know they didn't serve calzones. No, but sometimes sometimes they would make calzones like for staff meals or. But but whenever like they did, you would run I away. I never ate it. Yeah, okay. I, I ran away. <laughs> like, yeah, you look at it. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so Matthew, how do you like your pepperoni pizza? Do you put on a lot of pepperoni, a little bit of pepperoni? Do you want it to get charred? What do you do? Okay, so. I like a lot of pepperoni, and I like it to get charred, and I am happy when it curls up, but it's not necessary. I will sometimes defat the pepperoni a little bit before putting it on the pizza because I don't really need like the whole slick of pepperoni fat. I know some people look for that in a pepperoni pizza, and that's totally cool if that's what you're into. I'll throw it in the microwave for just a few seconds, like Uh, on a paper towel. Okay. I was going to say, do you like stand there with like the, the like the pointy end of a chopstick and like poke out all the little fat globs? Uh, the, no, the point of the end of a chopstick is till, still uh, too coarse for that. Um, <laughs> I, I use a, uh, a sewing needle. Perfect. I've got plenty of those. Yeah. Okay. Do you arrange it evenly or do you kind of like toss them on? Like, do you mind if they're slightly overlapping? Um, I kind of like if they're slightly overlapping. Have you ever been to Flying Pie Pizza? There's one in Issaquah. It's a Portland chain. No, originally. no. I've never even heard of it. Flying Pie is this pizza place that like whenever I describe it to anyone who loves pizza and hasn't been there, they're like, that sounds bad because they put ridiculous quantities of any topping that you order on the pizza. That does like, sound bad. Right. To the extent that it seems like it would, you know, get like soggy or like the proportions would be way off. Somehow it comes out great. And their pepperoni pizza, sometimes there'll be like four pepperonis stacked in one point because they just like throw handfuls of the stuff on and it's so good. I do not do that at home, but I kind of, I I will like deliberately try to not make my pepperoni arrangement too regular because that bothers me for some reason. I don't know why. I I get that. I mean, I remember it's kind of like, it's just one of those sort of particular things that happens when you're a cook. Like you you get these sort of weird things that you do or don't like. Hang-ups, I call them. Hang-ups. Like, for instance, I remember, so we've talked a lot about Ed Fretwell soup. Yes. Whenever I would make Ed Fretwell soup, which is a very- <laughs> Can I tell you something embarrassing? Yes. Um, we've talked about Ed, Ed Fretwell soup many, many times, and it appears in your book, Homemade Life. But you've never had it. Not only have I never had it, but if you if you like pointed a gun at me right now over the internet and said, "What kind of soup is Ed Fretwell soup?" and like what goes into it, I do not know. Oh, 
oh, okay, it's kind of a version of a minestrone. <laughs> okay. It's I like, think that's maybe what I would have guessed. It's a chunky vegetable soup. It has white beans in it. Okay. It has tomato. It does not have any pasta. But anyway, it's got carrots, onion, celery, the usual suspects, sure. zucchini, usually charred or kale, cabbage, and it's all, it's very, very chunky. Sounds good. Why have I never made this? It's really good. And by the time the, um, it, it takes a quite a while to cook and it makes a lot. And I always know that it's done because the combination of sort of the starch that the white beans have given off ha- has made this perfect like alchemy with the tomatoey broth such mm. that the broth of the soup is kind of a creamy looking orange. And oh, that's okay. how you know it's done. Like it no longer looks like a soup that has tomatoes in it and beans just floating around in it. It looks like Like some of the beans have kind of given their beaniness to the broth. Yes. It's really good. But what I was going to say is I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so so there was a hang up. What I was going to say is that so whenever I would make that, when Brandon and I were together, he didn't like carrots cut into coins. Oh, I totally agree. Really? Yeah. So I, you know, most of the time I was like, whatever, dude, suck it. I'm making this soup. Leave me alone. But occasionally I would just, you know, to see how it looked without the carrot coins, I would cut them instead into like triangles. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've got nothing against carrot coins. I love carrot coins. Like, what is the problem? (sighs) Hmm. Do I have a problem I mean, with carrot coins? I, I mean, I I think I think some people have sort of a a like a a snooty aversion to carrot coins because they seem like unsophisticated like cafeteria food. Is that it? Is it that like when I want coins, I want gold coins from my money bin? Yes. Um. Yes, that's what I it think. Is. I I kind of. <laughs> When I think about eating a, a gold coin, no. You, when your I think teeth about start to hurt. Yeah, when I think about eating a carrot coin in a soup, I sort of imagine it tumbling into my mouth in, in kind of a, a way that I would prefer didn't happen, and would rather well, have like a chunk. Here's what I would like to tell you about me when I when I cut up carrots for soup. Please. So as I'm working my way up the carrot from the skinny end. And I'm slicing, okay? Uh Uh-huh. I slice into coins as far up as maybe, as far up the carrot as yields coins that are the size of maybe a nickel, okay? Okay. And then once I have hit that part of the carrot where it's going to start to get fatter. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't fuck with nickels. I'm like quarters and up. I'm a fancy guy. cut the carrot lengthwise in half and then sometimes again into quarters and then we go into triangles. So in any given soup that I make, you're going to find coins and triangles. Oh, okay. Does that drive you extra crazy? No, no, no. I like that. Okay. Because now I think what I was envisioning was like kind of coins cut on the diagonal. I don't know why. Like you didn't say that and it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's just a half moon. Yeah, but but like but it would be a half moon more like if the if the carrot was halved length. Why are we talking so much about carrots? <laughs> I don't know. Carrots let's, are like the opposite of pepperoni. Let's get on with it. Okay, <laughs> Matthew, what other toppings do you like with pepperoni? I'll tell you Please. what I Okay. So I really love, well, I don't know if this counts as toppings, but Delancey makes a white pie that's got ricotta, mozzarella, and grana on it Mm -hmm. and no tomato sauce. I love a white pie with pepperoni. 
Okay, I think yeah. that counts. Yeah. It counts as like the removal of toppings. Sure. Uh, pepperoni's um, also so nice with onion. Anti-toppings. Oh, yes. Pepperoni yeah. and onion, perfect. Yeah, pepperoni and mushroom, I wouldn't say no to that. God, yep. I am starving, Matthew. Oh, yeah, me too. Like we keep, we keep, <sighs> uh, like I've been getting up early and starting work at like 7.30 and like, you know, I had a, an English muffin with Kerrygold salted Irish butter. Um, which really sounded like they, they paid me to say that, but they did not. And uh, but yeah, but then like now it's it's like ten forty or something, ten fifty. I'm starving. I want pizza. I wonder if so. We live on opposite ends of town. I wonder if we could get like Pagliacci to to deliver half a pizza to me and then drive the <laughs> other half to you. I mean, I think we could. I think they would probably charge us a surcharge of like forty dollars extra. But <laughs> okay. yes, okay, great. Let's um, do it. I'm glad you mentioned Pagliacci, local Seattle pizza chain, because when they make their pepperoni pizza, they arrange the pepperoni so that when they slice the pizza, it, they don't slice through any pepperonis. That is beautiful. Isn't it? I love yes. that. That is, that's how you show you care. Although I also kind of like the look of a, of a pepperoni that's been sliced through. Mm-hmm. But um, how do you feel about when the pepperoni kind of slides and takes some of the cheese with it? Like slides off? Slides off or slides over to the next slice. Yeah, I don't like that. Like I always I always get have like a, a bit of a pang of fear when I'm slicing a pizza. Like, you know, how much am I going to move the toppings around while slicing? It's... Should I get one of those big ass like pizza slicing knives? Would that help? No. Okay. No. I don't think so. No. Oh, Pepperoni I love... sticks. Yes. Pepperoni sticks. The I think my, the one I will buy if I see it and I want a pepperoni stick is the Oberto cocktail pep. Partly because it's local, it tastes good, and I like saying cocktail pep. Yeah, cocktail pep sounds like something we should all be saying. When I get when I eat one, it gives me pep. What kind of beverage would you have with the cocktail pep? A what cocktail? Yeah, it has to be a cocktail because it's called a cocktail pep. You can't have a beer with it. Or, or is it a cocktail one. pep because it's it's like used to garnish a cocktail? Like Don't a stirring second guess stick. me. It, okay, it has sorry. to be a cocktail. <laughs> it has to be a cocktail. Okay. Uh, 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 Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> What the heck is that? I don't even remember. I don't mean either. It just came to mind. Doesn't that have like orange juice in it or something? I think so. I'm sure it would be terrible with a pepperoni <laughs> stick. Is it, is it something oh. like a screwdriver? Oh, maybe I'm confusing a screwdriver and a wall banger. I'm looking it up. <laughs> could you, uh, Molly, could you go to the toolbox and bring me a wall banger? <laughs> That's a hammer, man. <laughs> um, Harvey Wallbanger cocktail recipe. A modern classic. <laughs> It combines a screwdriver with the Italian liqueur Galliano. So vodka, Galliano Lautentico, and orange juice garnished with an orange slice and a maraschino cherry. What is Galliano? Who knows? You know what? I'm going to say that there is no cocktail that sounds more vomitous with a cocktail with a, pep. With a cocktail pep? Than Harvey Wallbanger. It just sounds like vomit waiting to it, happen. Yeah, it, it's. I, I came up with the worst possible answer to that question, and I'm kind of proud of myself. What about what about some? I mean, I think a mart. You couldn't go wrong with a martini. But I, mean, I don't really. I don't like, like martinis. martinis, so so you could go wrong. I keep hoping that maybe I'll come around to martinis because I like oh. all the things that are in martinis. Like, See, I don't like, I like olives. gin. I like vermouth. I like olives. I think I would like a martini fine if you didn't put an olive in it. Um. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, okay, what about something like an old pal? Remind me again what that is. So an old pal has... I know it's the, it's the drink that you order at uh, Bar Victoria. It's like a version of a Negroni, but different. It, right. Instead of having gin, it has rye whiskey. Instead of sweet vermouth, it has dry vermouth. Yeah, that sounds and great with a pepperoni Campari. stick. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a bit drier, well, it's quite a bit drier than, uh, than a Negroni, but also a little less kind of um, viscous. Okay. A Negroni, I think I was having like a real viscosity from the the Campari and the sweet vermouth. I am going to go with, uh, uh, my answer is a pal banger, which is a cocktail <laughs> consisting of a half old pal, half RV wall banger. I was going to- served, served in a, like a plastic sippy cup. And does it scream? It's, I was it's great. a pal yeah. banger, you know? Bang, banging? Yeah, yes. Like it screams like, like your pal when they're being banged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you. Can, I think this episode is over. <laughs> you can no longer find us on Facebook because we left. Because right, Facebook will that is actually terrible. have happened by the time you hear this episode? I hope so. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, everybody, join us. Let's leave Facebook. Yes, and there there might be a new place that you can find us. We'll we'll keep you posted on that. We're figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, everyone's just figuring stuff out. Uh, but true. you can find us on on the web at spilledmilkpodcast.com. If you look at the show notes in your podcast player, that's where we link to recipes and other stuff. Like uh, we'll probably link to the product page for Hormel Cup and Crisp. We'll, uh, we'll definitely link to that Lynn Rosetto Casper chicken and spinach meatball recipe if we can find it online. I think maybe, we can. Maybe we could link to the Oberto cocktail pep. Maybe we can link to cocktail pep. Yeah. Yeah, you can probably order like a case of cocktail pep. Oh, and we're... Uh, uh, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna look into the old pepperoni roll. We're gonna look into look in, look into a pepperoni roll, and it will look back at you. Our producer is Abby Circatella. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that's everything. I think that's like, everything. I think now now is the part of the, the we, we've reached the climax of the show where we scream. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I'm afraid to like. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, <laughs> and I'm Matthew Esterburton. <laughs> I'm eating apples. Let's talk about pepperoni. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.